We stand today. The business method with a shadow. The business method. The business method podcast. The business method podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring successful entrepreneurs and high-profile people dissecting their business models. We dissect the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that have built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that produce over a million dollars in annual revenue. And now we're interviewing 100 major influencers to get behind the minds and the science of using influence to grow business and influence income results, economies, and cultures. There's a growing number of people building these caliber of businesses like this, and we're going to figure out what it takes to make this happen now let's jump in today's show the business method hello listeners welcome back to the business method podcast once again today we have another amazing guest that we wanted to bring on the mic and share about blogging travel blogging specifically janice Waugh. janice is the founder of solo traveler solo traveler world Dot com, And she hops on the mic and, and this is a really good episode because Janice um, is very transparent and opens up about all the ins and outs of her business and how she's built this blog. She's had it since 2009. We talk about her expertise and why she decided to start blogging about solo travel and why she also loves solo travel and still to this day 10 years later she's still solo traveling and and doing it on a regular basis and the people that work on her team her partner uh, is also a solo traveler and talk about how she grew her facebook following is around 260,000 followers why she doesn't focus so much on video and youtube a lot of travel bloggers are doubling down on video and youtube and she doesn't do it too much and she shares why and then her following on twitter and why she's doubling down these days on Pinterest, but also she has a course that, that's a pick your price course. So it's a, a course on solo travel and she lets the clients and customers actually pick their price on what they pay. And you'll find out in this podcast how and why that's working for her. And then some of the other revenue sources from ad revenue, Google ads, Amazon affiliates, um, and in partnering up with other companies to advertise. And it's a great episode. Janice has uh, is very open. She has a very open heart and she's sharing some really good information here. I think you guys will enjoy it. Let's dive into it. It's a good podcast episode. If you guys want to learn more about blogging, solo travel, or creating a solo travel blog or a travel blog, this is a great podcast to listen to. Without further ado, you guys, Janice Waugh. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Listeners, welcome to the Business Method Podcast today. I'm incredibly excited to bring Janice Waugh to the show. Uh, Janice is the founder of solotravelworld.com, travelerworld.com, excuse me. And uh, we brought her on the show because we're talking to a lot of influencers. And I, I enjoy talking to travel influencers because um, we have a lot in common, I think. So uh, Janice, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I'm very well. Thank you for having me. And I heard you're reporting in from uh, sunny Toronto today. And it is sunny. And it sunny is and, cold. Sunny so, and cold. Yeah, minus 18 Celsius. Does the weather in Toronto make you want to travel more? No, you know what? When I travel in winter, I go to winter. Oh, do you? Yeah. How come? Why is that? Because if I travel and then I come back to winter, I hate it. But if I go um, to winter and I come back, I still love it because I ski and I skate and I I. You know, I like, I embrace winter. Uh, that's a good reason. Yeah. That's a good reason. I actually have followed, I don't think I intentionally did this, but I followed the sun for many years, you know, and, um, and then I realized I really missed the cold weather and like some mountains. And so and I've been thinking last year I did a, a month in Bulgaria in April, which was nice because there was snow and, you know, wow. it, was, it was freezing cold and it was fun. I just really enjoyed it. So I'm going to start doing more like I like the seasons, you know, you need a good summer and then you need a good fall and some more like seasonal travel, which which uh, is very enjoyable. I think it's healthy for us too. Yeah. like staying in the sun all the time. Isn't that healthy? I don't think. 
Yeah. So you started uh, the started out as a, a blog in 2009. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. What inspired you to start writing? Oh, um, well, I'd been a writer before. Um, I'd had a business and sold a business before. So like there was, you know, a, a lot of natural things happened there. I'd been a traveler. I went on my first trip at 15, you know, without, without family. As a female solo traveling? As Well, as a, on a group. My parents okay. would not let me just some some girls some parents do though yeah not mine. Uh, yeah <laughs> but um yeah and so that was the last time i traveled with emily like until i don't know my mom turned 80 and there was a trip for the family or something like that so so it's all like it's all very natural to me all of these pieces um what i had to learn was the online world right but what happened is that, um, you know, travel has been a very important part of my life. Uh, the longest trip was 10 months, uh, and that was with family and homeschooling kids and stuff like that. Um, with the first business I had, the year we made money, we blew it all on travel. <laughs> like, just to give you a sense of, <laughs> just give you a sense of, you know, how important travel has been, to, been in my life. But um, in 2006, uh, my husband passed away. And yeah, so then, you know, it's like grieving and uh, a good long while. And then just over two years later, uh, it was kind of falling into grief again. I could feel it. it was February. It was dreary. It was Saturday. Weekends are hardest for, for people like you that are not coupled. And I thought, I guess I'm traveling solo. And that was it. And the next day, I started researching Twitter and blogs, <laughs> and I was in, right? And, uh, and, you know, it's not like I've forgotten my husband, but that was the end of the grieving process. So it just launched me out of it. So you know, all these things were kind of coming together to, uh, to, to make solo traveler make sense to me. I, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs are really just people that really want to travel. And so they, they start businesses. So they have the flexibility so they can travel the world. And, <laughs> and I think that because like my, the first business I got involved in, um, uh, I, we went like two, two and a half years in the first couple of years it did really well. And then last year just kind of failed and, uh, I went broke and I thought to myself, you know, I was doing all that work. I was building that business so I could travel more. And then I came across, you probably know it, the book, the four hour work week, and um, I thought, you know, wow, I can travel and like build a business at the same time and, you know, live my dreams and do all the things I want to. And uh, it makes sense. So um, <laughs> what did you what was that like for you guys? Like you, 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 you know, had a profit in your business and then you went and blew it all, all on travel. Was did, did did you think to yourself, well, that was kind of dumb or do you think like like that was the best thing we ever done? Oh, no, no, no. It was not dumb at all. Really. Yeah. Yeah, we were five, five, five weeks in Europe with three kids in tow, right? Oh, yeah. And it was done on a really tight budget. It was like military precision when we were crossing <laughs> to Dover from France. You know, like, but, um, but it was, you know, it was fun. And, and that's, that's how we wanted to spend our money. That's what we wanted to give our kids. That's what we wanted ourselves, right? And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the next year we made a profit again. So good. <laughs> continued on and did you do the same thing the next year yeah yeah well, it's good. yes always traveling and, and and when we sold the business that's when we did the 10-month trip okay yeah and in a 10-month trip where all did you go it was europe because just my, in europe yeah because yeah. my husband had done south america you know which was a very standard thing he was you know older than me so it's a very standard thing to be doing south america in the 70s which is what he did so he wanted to go to europe and we sold the business we had the money so that's what we did but you've always kept a base in toronto correct yes yeah have you ever thought about you know taking it all up and planning somewhere else all the time all yeah. the time right you know like like oh, i go so many places and it's just i i see the beauty in places and you know and, and it's just it's very appealing however um i have kids and they're now grown and uh, they've actually given me grandkids. Ah, and wow. I'll tell you, grandkids are a greater hook than kids. 
<laughs> so, I could imagine. Yeah. So, um, so no, I'm not going to uproot and go. <laughs> no. Yeah. Makes sense. Understand. Excellent. So you started in, in 2009 and then, uh, how long did it take before it started to take off for you? It probably took about, it took a long time. It was a very long time. Uh, fortunately, I had a writing practice. So I was writing, I was, uh, writing business articles and writing for the banks and things like this. Um, so I was writing content on a business side. So, you know, fortunately, I could let that kind of decline as the blog started bringing in cash. And, um, yeah, so it was 20, 2013, 2014, before anything significant, right? You know, I remember the first $35, I was like, whoa, <laughs> $35. So, you know, it took a while before there was anything that was significant. What did you sell? What was the first $35 you made? Was it oh, just it was ads? an ad for, for a hotel. I remember back, I, I did niche websites in 2009 and put Google Google ads up on the side you know, and it was like, it was, it was much different back then because it was a bit easier to, you know, get ranked and, and get things going. But, uh, but yeah, I remember those days, but that, I mean, I think that's, that's, you know, four years before things started to go, that's average with businesses, three to five years, uh, before things really get solidified. And, and we were talking with another guest just recently and he was saying, you know, you need, you need six months to figure out, to tailor your marketing. You need another six months to, 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 you know, make sure the website and the systems are all up. You need another six months to, to hone in something else. So you need at least 18 months before, like there's a good foundation in any business really. And, um, and when did you, when did you, did you, when you started it, did you think, oh, this is going to be a moneymaker for me? Or did you just do it out of inspiration and love? And you're like, yeah, I did it more out of inspiration being an entrepreneur because it is, it's in my bones, right? Um, all my siblings are entrepreneurs. My kids, three of my four kids are entrepreneurs. Like it's just in the family, right? But uh, I, you know, I started just with a desire to bring a different voice to solo travel because when I did decide to do this, I, I Googled solo travel and it was a really spammy hookup kind of site that came up first. Yeah, and I thought, oh, yeah, there's got to be a different voice out there. So, so that's when I started Solo Traveler. So, yeah, it, um, I did it, you know, more for the voice and an outlet for myself. But, um, but as an entrepreneur, I mean, how can one not think, oh, well, you know, maybe this could do something here, right? And, and did you find it challenging to learn the online side of things? Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm just a dog with a bone, you know, like I, I just go after things and just keep on plugging away until I figure it out. You know, fortunately now I'm in a position where, you know, I've got a developer that I can go to and, uh, and you know, get, get what I need done, done. But yeah, at the beginning, you know, it was very nerve wracking. You know, your first tweets, like, <laughs> what's this? You know, what am I doing putting this out into the atmosphere? But, um, you know, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that difficult. And, but one of the things that I did on Twitter in the first month I was in on Twitter, I connected with a whole bunch of people and I invited five people to Skype and I wanted to see whether there, so it was kind of a networking thing, right? And they were all travel bloggers and I wanted to see whether there was some, some sort of fit. And four of them was like, oh, that was boring, right? A lot of them was great. And uh, his, his, his name is Keith Jenkins. He runs I Ambassador out of, um, out of Amsterdam and has a blog called The Velvet Escape. And he and I just got along. And so what we started to do was, uh, was every week we would, get a, we would Skype and kind of we were mentoring each other along the way. So uh, it was fabulous. And... Yeah, and we're still in we're in still in touch. You know, he's now running conferences as well as I Ambassador, which is an influencer program, and um, and I was running. I've just resigned from running his. I ran five his conference for five years. Uh, so yeah, so you know that it was a, it was, it was the right thing to do. So that's that's how I kind of got comfortable in the online world as I took, took kind of a, some offline strategies, put them in place, in place online and, uh, and it really worked. 
What was the name of the conference? The conference is a social travel summit. So that happens every year uh, in Europe. One of the things that I think the more rewarding things about entrepreneurship is, especially over the long term, creating creating those good partnerships and friendships that five years, 10 years down the road, you look back and you think to yourself, wow, like life really changed because I met this person and we really helped each other out to, you know, build business together. And you form these really cool bonds that, you know, are really tight. And uh, that's one of the more rewarding things that we probably don't talk about as much as we should, uh, because it is an incredible gift that you get, you know, and sometimes it's even, you know, your, your bonds are more than some family members because, you know, you, you, you're, uh, I mean, you're not doing battle together, but you're building a, building a, uh, empire together. You're building, you know, something really amazing. You've gone together. through the struggles together, you know, and the victories together. And how often are you solo traveling these days? I travel probably about, uh, I travel about three months a year in total. Uh, on, you know, that covers maybe about really fast, but you know, I, I, I'm only going for one and two weeks at a time. So five, six times out, I don't know. How do you pick the places you go? That's, you know, that's a, that's a funny one because I truly, I truly find every place fascinating. So right now on Facebook, we have a, a, a group on Facebook or a page on Facebook called the Solo Travel Society. I started in year one, 2009. There's over a quarter of a million people on there. And uh, just today I put up, okay, I want to do, <laughs> I want to do a, uh, a rail, like a, a train trip. And I want to end up in San Antonio uh, because I've got a friend there. So actually, I want to visit him. And I want to figure out, you know, so when you, like, Amtrak, it's so tricky because, you know, you, you, you go all overnight. And so you've seen nothing, right? Or you arrive at three in the morning. Well, that's not going to do you any good as a solo traveler. So planning these things is very tricky. But, um, but right now on, uh, on Facebook, people are telling me how to do it. <laughs> So within this group, people are, are suggesting, oh, no, go to Oklahoma City. No, don't, don't go, go to Lafayette. <laughs> it's great there, right? So this is what's going on right now. But in terms of choosing, there's, it's, it's what I read. It's what I, you know, films I see. It's what's in the news. Uh, there are various motivators. Um, because what I like to do when I travel is I, I like to talk to the locals. Talk to the? The locals. The, locals, the local yeah. people. I, I like to understand what's really going on. I'm not a person that goes to museums so much. Well, sometimes I do. Um, there are a couple of really, the Human Rights Museum in Winnipeg should never be missed. Everyone should go there. It's really amazing. But generally speaking, I don't go to museums. Um, I don't go and look at monuments. I don't do all that type of thing, even though I'm a history person. Um, I like to understand, you know, the local culture and the local geography and and the local history and kind of fit it all together and that takes a lot of conversation any countries you haven't been to that you want to go to all of scandinavia oh uh, yeah that's one i haven't spent much time in either i've never been to any countries in scandinavia really and, yeah and i like i really have to go I've been watching the Vikings on Netflix recently and it, I don't know, like it inspires me to want to go to Scandinavia and spend more time there for sure. So, uh, so, okay. You started in 2009. It took about four years to get things going. When, when you started, uh, you said you, I think you, your first ad was a hotel ad. Was that correct? Yeah. Well, what, uh, what were some of the sources of revenue that started pick, picking up over time after those four years? What I did, and this is, I think is pretty fundamental to any business, but particularly to um, the online world, is when I first started the site, like within about six weeks or whatever, I put out a questionnaire. Um, and it was a really simple questionnaire, and it only went to a small number of people because my, my list was like nothing. And I asked people that travel solo, you know, a variety of questions. And I had always traveled solo independently. It never occurred to me to travel solo in a group. And, and what came back to me was the single supplement. And I'd never heard of it. The single supplement? Yeah. Okay. So, so this is where uh, if you go on a, and, and try to book um, a cruise, a tour, anything of that nature, 
and you are booking as one person, you're going to be spending as much as 100% more than, uh, than a, a person who's part of a couple. Right? It's a supplement. Because they want, they want to make sales in twos. And uh, I went, wow, that's really interesting. And what's really interesting is you consider that solo travel, right? Despite the fact that you're, you've got a tour guide and all the rest of it. So, you know, knowing your audience is really, really important. And most of what we write about is about independent travel, but we have a very substantial amount of information that is very targeted for these people that take tours. So what, I, what happened is that, so this is 2009. Right, the uh, crash happened in 2008. By by spring of 2009, tour companies are suffering, and all of a sudden they're waving the single supplement. So I start this page on the site of tours with no single supplement, and so I'm serving the readership right what they want, and then as the economy comes back. The industry tries to go back <laughs> to charging these massive supplements, but some see the merits of this market, of the solo market, and they see the demographic shifts because over that time period, as somewhere around 2011, 2012, there were more single people in North America than couples, right? So we've got this demographic shift happening, and companies started seeing that. And, um, and so we you know, started leveraging it. And, uh, and so um, a significant you know, revenue stream for us is what now is an advertising page. It started as me just collecting them, right, and throwing them up there. It's now, it's now paid advertising, and it's companies looking to sell to this market. And you're still, do you still have that to this day? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, nice. Oh, how cool. Absolutely. And it's, and it's very much about serving the, the reader's need. Okay. Very good. I mean, were you just reaching out and searching for companies that were doing it or were they, are they eventually coming to you and saying, Hey, like we see you have this blog and you're, you offer the single supplements like we can yeah, we when, offer that as well. When, when I started, I put a Google alert up single supplement waived. It was super, super easy. At the end of my inbox, I go, okay, that, that counts and put it up on the site. Right. But over time, as companies started doing this, you know, more and our page developed, um, companies, companies now come to us. So you had, you were doing like, uh, hotel ads and then you started doing the, the waiver for single, single, single supplements. And then what are some other ways that you started, uh, generating revenue? Well, now let's talk about what you do now, maybe, because now you have online, you have an online course, um, you have ad revenue, both personal, right? From Pinterest and Google ads. Is that correct? No, we've got some ad revenue through AdSense because we've, we've gone very, we've gone, we're very conservative about um, anyone having control over the site and the number of ads that are going on a page and things like that. So uh, we're, we're exploring Mediavine, which is where all the travel bloggers are. What is Mediavine? I, I've never even heard of it. Mediavine is a, um, they're like an AdSense. They've got a whole pile of advertisers behind them and they feed the ads into the, all, all blogs. And things like that. So that's, that's what they are. But, you know, there are certain requirements. They did have a requirement before where you could not sell ads yourself. So we weren't touching them. They've changed that requirement, so we're exploring it. But uh, in, in my mind, people have too many ads on these pages. And uh, that really bothers me. Our first priority is, if, is it gonna serve the reader? And our attitude is that if it doesn't serve the reader, it's not going to serve us in the long run. It may in the short run, but not in the long run. So, so how, how many ads do you have up on, on a regular page? On a regular, we have one at the footer and one in the sidebar. And that's, it. that's it. And you choose, and those are Google ads, correct? Those, yeah, just AdSense, yeah. Are they choosing the ads or do you get to choose which ads, like a demographic of or certain different companies that, that they put up. Yeah, we can we can eliminate certain categories. 
which we have. So there's no gambling, right? There's no diet um, ads because we've got a, you know, primarily a female audience and we don't want to be feeding that to them, right? So, so we have certain control over it. And as I say, we don't interfere, um, uh, I should say on, our, on a mobile version, we allow one ad in a, in a post. But otherwise, the ad is at the bottom of the post and the sidebar. And the sidebar. Okay. And then um, I also noticed some, I think you had some, were they Pinterest ads? Or like you were selling, um, you had links to clothes that you were recommending. And then they would go back to your Pinterest page. And I think people could buy them from there. Is that correct? No. The, no. no. That They go to Amazon. Hmm. So but those, those it's, are it's your... an affiliate. It's an affiliate, affiliate. process. So okay. yeah, we do. Um, so we have some revenue from AdSense, some revenue from affiliate sales, right? Um, the course that I developed, we have revenue from that every month. Uh, and then a, the advertising page. Those are the primary streams that we have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, how, how big is your readership now these days? Um, it depends on how you measure it, right? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but we, we run it about a, a, at a, around 120 to 130,000 uniques a month. Um, the more important thing is our mailing list, which is about 55,000. So uh, it's the strength of that mailing list. Uh, and it's double opt-in and all the rest, right? So the strength of that mailing list is um, is very valuable to us, and yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I've been on the pedestal for years telling travel bloggers to get a mailing list, and uh, yeah, and and uh, some do, but not an awful lot don't. And you know, when I sold the first company, what we sold was our name and our mailing list. What an education that was. Yeah, I could imagine. And that was before even mailing lists were big, right? Like, well, that was, was actually that was that was a, a mailing list. That was a snail mail list. Okay, okay, yeah, because yeah, yeah. this is the late '90s. So we yeah. had well, we did have a, uh, an email list, but it wasn't very substantial. It was got it the actual okay. mail list. The mailing list. <laughs> <laughs> Something okay. that we don't have anymore. Yeah, people don't use that. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, what are you do? What are you doing these days? To are you are you focusing on growth for the business and the email list? Like, what what are some things you guys do to grow your email list nowadays? Well, to grow the e- we have our email list grows pretty um, naturally. We do have a pop up, uh, and uh, but we don't do anything. We don't give anything away to sign up. But the value that we offer people in terms of the list of companies with no or low single supplements, that seems to be the value piece that people want. So, so the, the signups are pretty, the growth is pretty steady. And, uh, and the growth is much, much better than it was before we promoted the fact that that's what they're getting through the mail so by signing up. Is, is the single supplement uh, waiver still um, one of the main financial uh, revenue streams? The, the, we have a, yes. The, what it is is a, basically a page of ads, of com- page with companies that have uh-huh. tours with no or no supplement. And that's, okay. that's, a, that's pretty important. Yeah. Okay. And then, so what kind of percentage does those companies give like an affiliate to, or like if somebody signs up through you guys? It's not an affiliate. It's advertising revenue. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. And so what do you, then what do you charge those companies to put on your website? Uh, It, it varies and I don't do the sales. My husband does. So um, I know that he, is a softy and some, you know, really <laughs> tiny companies like one person operations. Yeah. I have to say that, that you might discount a little bit, but, um, uh, and it also depends upon where they're buying, um, one month, three months, six or a year. Right. So it varies. Okay. 
Um, and uh, do you have like a minimum or a maximum of, of um, companies that can advertise on that list or just? We're actually right now in the process of, of, develop, of, of automating the system. So that, because right now the way it's set up, really it's company and these are the tours they're offering right now. And what it, it's very bulky in terms of the readers trying to find their way through what they're looking for. So we're actually in the process of automating the, the, the piece, this, this section of our site, so that um, people can filter so, and see individual tours based on uh, continent, based on trip style, things of this nature. And that means that we can scale. I wanted to ask you about your course. And something that I saw interesting is you have a pick your price for the course. Right. Yeah. Uh, why did you choose to do that? And how is it working for you guys? Um, chose to do it because we don't want, our readers vary greatly. So there are people that are on a very tight budget and there are people that are not. So didn't want to make it out of, the re out of reach for people. So $15 is a starting point. Uh, and 35 is the top end. And today, actually I was just looking at it before we got online because I thought you might ask about that. Today we've had, uh, when I looked, nine sales. Two were at 35, two were at 25, and three were at 50. Oh, nice. That's good. Yeah. That, yeah. Does that add up correctly? Anyways, it was two and two and then the rest was 50. Okay. Yeah. Fifteen, right? Fifteen dollars, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so you know, we we end up. I'd say we end up somewhere around the twenty-four dollar mark is the average. The average, yeah, that's fair. When did you start the course? It was, so, for the listeners, it's called a Wits and Wonder Travel Course, correct? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and when, what are you sharing in the course? Like uh, travel tips for solo traveling and. Yeah, and it goes. It's seven weeks. It's one email a week. And it covers a variety of things. And at the, um, uh, I try to take people through the entire kind of planning process, budgeting, you know, financial stuff, confidence, you know, because confidence is a big thing for a lot of people to go off solo. Um, so it covers a wide range of things. And at uh, the end of each lesson, I share some podcasts that I love or some links that I love or things of that nature. So it's not just me. It's, it's also, you know, I, I point people to other things that, uh, that are relevant uh, to the content of the, that email. But um, I will tell you one thing about that course. So I launched it. You asked when? Yeah, when? I launched it four days before Christmas 2018, which is a ridiculous time to launch a product. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what I did... Is because I, you know, I, I'm an entrepreneur, right? I get all gung ho. I was like, woo, right? So what I did is I developed the marketing piece for it, and uh, and I pre-sold, right? So I just put it out there, and uh, it didn't actually start delivering until uh, I think the third week of January or so. So how long ahead of time did you pre-sell? About three and a half weeks. And, and then how long did it take you to build it? I'd say it was probably about five days worth of work. So email, email and videos, correct? No. In the course, it's no just video. email. Just email email with, with links and podcasts to listen to. and Yeah, and those are not mine. Right, correct, okay. Yeah. Okay. So just, it was just a, a substantial email on a very specific subject, seven of them. So I just had to write these and, uh, and photos and, and things like that as well. And, uh, yeah. This was your first course? Yeah. And you don't have any other since, correct? Just still this one. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of what the next one is. <laughs> you could ask your email, or your, not your email list or your Facebook That's group. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What they want. Yeah. And then pre-sell it to them as well. <laughs> uh, how, how many have you sold in the past year in total? Somewhere around 600. That's good. That's good. 
Um, I really like the, from a business model, like having courses, I think are just really great things to have, especially, you know, if you're going to have a, a business in a, for the long term, because uh, you're just giving education to more education, more education to your market and to your niche. And, and I think it's just a really awesome thing to do. Um, okay. So maybe we'll talk about, so your social media now is, Facebook's the biggest one, around 260,000, right? Twitter's about 40,000. Um, and then um, monthly on Pinterest is about 165,000. Do you guys focus a lot on Pinterest? Or do you just po- kind of post on a regular basis? Or what's your strategy? I um, was neglectful of Pinterest. Big mistake. So actually, it has been a focus of mine for the last uh three or four months since I guess October, beginning of October, I started really looking at it. The first two months, two months and a few, maybe two months and a week or so, I was getting nowhere and very discouraged. <laughs> it's like a lot of work for nothing, you know? And, um, and then I found a course on, uh, on Pinterest, on manual pinning. And this course has changed things. So um, the the source is uh, the site is called Blogging Like You Mean It, and uh, and I think the course is very good. Yeah. So it's it's, uh, it's I'm gaining ground. Got a long way to go. I've got very big ambitions for Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> well, for some, a lot of bloggers, like it is just really their main source of traffic for a lot of people. Yeah, it's certainly not ours. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of work to be done, and uh, is is Google Search your guys' main yeah. source of traffic? Yeah, people are just looking to solo travel, and and you guys come up. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done any Google ads before? No. Um, and then your Facebook, Facebook. So do you have a private Facebook page also, or is it just the the business Facebook? Yeah, the blog it's just Facebook yeah. Page? Okay. And, and how do you, one thing I was surprised is that, um, a lot of, uh, traveler, travel bloggers have a lot of videos, but you guys, you don't have a lot of videos. Um, uh, what are ways that you keep the audience engaged? Not saying that's bad at all. Just, <laughs> just curious. <laughs> what, what are ways that you keep the audience engaged on Facebook? I mean, you know what? No one can do everything, right? So video is not our thing. Just like Pinterest was not our thing it's going to be so but but facebook has been very it is very good for us and it is our second largest um uh, traffic source and it's significant and every once in a while we might throw 20 dollars at a post or something of that nature right but you know if we spend 40 or 50 dollars in a month on, on facebook it would be very unusual so it's organic what we're getting and uh, we've, we're fortunate in that, you know, we were really working it at the very beginning and we developed a, um, a strategy that was working uh, a number of years ago in terms of the engagement. And we still use pretty well the same strategy. I don't run the, the Facebook page right now, Tracy does, who is our editor. And, um, but the strategy is to, whatever you do first thing in the morning, know that it's gonna get traction, right? And then, then deliver up the the tra- the, uh, the traffic building posts. So that's that's how that's how we do it basically. So we publish three to four times a day on uh, on Facebook, and you'll see. I mean, some things will get you know a hundred comments on them, and and others you know might have half a dozen. Right? It, it varies, but uh, the fact that we can organically get a uh, hundred or so comments on something is pretty exciting. It's fantastic. Yeah. The ones you do decide to put money at or back behind money, uh, why are you choosing to to put money behind those? Um, it's usually something that uh, Tracy feels will do very well. It's already doing well organically, so it's like it, but it's something that um, we can uh, target people that are say they're members of we call them members of our solo travel society right that we can target those that are somewhat dormant right uh, to re- to bring them back into the fold so to speak right um, or uh, you know the whole thing about getting you know, 
the friend that is likely got a similar attitude towards life, things of that nature. But, uh, but the whole thing about uh, bringing people back to the page that may have not visited for a while is, uh, is, is one of our main strategies. Yeah, that makes sense. And have you seen a significant result uh, behind the ads, not the ads, but the posts that you put, that you do put some money behind? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah. Just more engagement in, in comments or, and then, okay. More engagements, more click-throughs, right? And, uh, yeah. And, and, and I have to say, like, this is a really good month for travel bloggers, like for us in terms of Facebook. Um, everything is up because people are planning it. Okay, so this is January for future listeners. Yes, I would and, say. <laughs> and, and is that quite common um, in the travel blog industry? Like January is a good month for you it guys? It seems to be for us, yeah. Yeah, and you think people are just uh, pl- like planning their year, trying to get some trips, uh, summer trips, ready for summer trips or spring break or something like yeah. that? Yeah, various yeah, various things. They, yeah. You know, maybe they've made a resolution around you know, saving money for travel, in which case, you know, we putting up, we're putting up our, you know, how to save money for travel post and mm-hmm. things like that. Do you get also get more traffic to the website in January and and more more click throughs through ads? So so like more revenue and everything yeah. happens in January. Okay. Yeah. So, so so are there things you do to prepare for January every year? Well, I mean, we know that that because we know that it's going to be a good a good month. Uh, we're advising all our our advertisers and the like, and trying to get them geared up for it. So that's a, that's a big part of it. Um, we do have uh, certain posts that that we rejuvenate every January because they are posts that do really well all year long. So we have, you know, our choice budget destinations for solo travelers for the year. Right, it's got to be, be published. Be published next week, but you know, it's a it's a post that's not like um, Condé Nast or any of these other you know best budget destinations because we actually go in to see what the U.S. government and the Canadian government is saying about safety in those destinations. If there's any warnings, they don't make the list. Right, so we do things that are beyond um, beyond what the other lists do. We also do a comparison in terms of the cost of the city compared to New York and to Toronto. So that people have a sense of, oh, okay, compared to New York, that's really expensive. <laughs> like, you know, that's not where I want to go, right? So, um, so people get a sense of things as well. So we, we, it's a pretty substantial post. Yeah, but we do, we, you know, from a content perspective, we develop some things for the beginning of the year that, that we know do very well all year long. Okay. That makes sense. And, and so the other uh, social media platforms, Twitter, you do, you post on Twitter, you have 40,000 followers there. Uh, but you don't do a lot on Instagram, correct? No. no okay. And Except when um, we're traveling, when we're traveling, you do. You do. Of course you got to have your good pictures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then how's Twitter do for you? Does it bring some traffic or? Not really. Not really. Yeah. Not really. I find, yeah. Twitter's great for some people and just a lot of entrepreneurs, not so much, I think, but yeah. unless you you're, have a really big name or something. Um, and, and so like is, is Pinterest now your main focus for social media platforms? I know you'll still maintain Facebook, but uh, yeah. So how we're working is Tracy is working Facebook and I'm, my job is to develop Pinterest. Okay. And is it just you and Tracy, or do you guys have some other team? My husband as well. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I did get remarried, and uh, uh-huh. yeah, so he takes care of the sales. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. Let's talk about. Uh, um, are you open to share your your the business revenue that you have through Solo Traveler? No. <laughs> okay. Not, no, not those specifics. <laughs> Maybe I can ask you percentages then. Like, uh, could you could you share like the percentage that the online course brings in uh, compared to the ad revenue compared to Amazon affiliate? Oh my gosh, I I can't I can't give you that because just because I'm I'm it's not the information I've got in, in my head. 
I mean, I can tell you that the ad sales, that our, our direct sale ads is a, a bigger percentage than, than anything else. But, okay, that's, uh, that's the majority? Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Uh, well, okay. majority, it's a, it's a bigger piece of the pie. Yeah, the others, they all contribute, right? Never one, never one revenue stream. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, what are some some ideas for revenue streams that you're going to explore in the next, say, few years? Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, no, because uh, the priority right now is to get the technology in place so that we can scale what we've got. Right. Uh, I think that scale is is um, yeah, a piece of the picture that is not easy for travel bloggers because um, you know if you're using MediaVine, you can only have so many posts, right? Or they can post only so long or whatever. And uh, if you're getting paid for travel, um, you can it's you can only tr travel so often, or you can only have so many trips, right? There's, it's there's a lot of um, constraints in terms of revenue models. Um, but, uh, but I think that, you know, the scaling, it's like the course, it's on, it's on autopilot, right? Nothing to do with it. It's great, right? And being able to scale on the advertising page, again, it's, you know, it, that's not no labor, but it's, it, you can scale, you can scale the course. So, that's that's where we're at is looking at where we can scale as opposed to um where the restrictions are right okay uh what is so for scaling a business like what is the goal for you with that scale to make it more automated so you guys have more free time to to travel and and so like you know scale scale for a lot of people i think is is vague because uh, everybody says I want to scale. Well, what does that look like when you when you finish scaling? Oh, okay, you know what I mean. Like yeah. Well, no. There's there. Yes, there are two sides to. Well, there may be three sides to this. So by through the automation, the it's less labor intensive because right now it's very labor intensive what we do. Okay. For so, all three of you, right? Uh, for no, for my husband and me, not not for Tracy so much. We we take care of this piece. Um. So. So yeah, reducing the labor, right? On the other side, uh, we can have limitless advertisers, right? So scaling means as many advertisers as we want, whereas our, our current situation, we can't, because it's just, we could never make our advertisers happy if we had, if we had 100 of them, right? Because people wouldn't find their information. But most importantly, is that the reader is going to be able to more easily find the trip they want to find. So every October, we uh, run a, a, a reader survey. And we did ask in the, in the latest reader survey, we got just over 1,300 responses to our survey. And one of the questions we asked was, um, would you be interested if we reformatted our page, our deals page, um, so that individual trips could be uh, found through a filter process, filtering system? It was a little bit more clear than what I just said. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but, um, um, and, and the response was overwhelmingly yes. Okay. Right? Uh, the preliminary question was that is, can you find what you're looking for on this page? And most people said yes, they can find, right? Uh, and some people said no. <laughs> it's like, oh dear. Um, but then when the, the follow-up question being, would you like us to redesign it in this way? It was like, yes. Everybody said yes. Yeah, yeah. it's very okay. strong. So again, it's following the lead of our readers. Right, yeah, uh, which is very smart. Um, how often are you emailing your list? Do you meet, do that weekly? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's a different, uh, different style of email every week. Okay. How? What are those styles like? So uh, the first Sunday evening is our newsletter, 
which we send, uh, we include links to uh, travel, the travel links that we found really interesting that we think they will. And then, you know, there's some summary of, of what we've been publishing in the last while and things like that, right? And then we send an email out of all the deals that we have found and, and our advertisers' deals. And then we send, uh, the next Sunday, we send out what we call the roundup. And it's basically all the posts we've published in the last four weeks. So some people don't even go to the site. They just wait for that email and click through and see what they like, right? And then on the fourth Sunday, we send out, uh, we divide the list. And to those that did not open our advertisers list, advertisers email, we send it to them again <laughs> with, a, with a, another subject line to try to get more, you know, get more for our advertisers. And for those that, didn't, that did open, um, we send a personal email. We send uh, an anecdote about life. Um, it's very hokey, right? Oh, yeah, okay. So one was about how I learned to ride a bicycle, right? And, you know, and, and my failures and the small steps and, you know, and, and this is how people, you know, learn new things as an adult as well. And you take small steps and, you know, so anyways, it was, a, it was a silly analogy, but, you know, it's hokey, right? And, uh, and then, you know, and then we, we uh, at the bottom of it, it's very short, and at the bottom we list all of our key posts that uh, people tend to buy from because they're the key planning and packing and insurance and posts like that and it generates as well. Excellent. Very cool. Um, okay, let's see what else we have to talk about. One thing I noticed is uh, solo travel awards. Can you share share uh, about why you do solo travel awards? Yeah, basically we do it to um, recognize the companies that are treating solo travelers well mm -hmm. and to get more companies to do the same. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the, the foundation of it. Right? Do they know that you, they know, right. That you're going to, you award them this. The uh, yeah. No, they all have to, they all have to apply. Okay. And give us information. And then, um, that information is consolidated for the judges. Okay. And then the judges read that information and then they go to the site and check that information. And the judges you use are subscribers to yeah. so, so solo travel. Tracy is, is one, and uh, we have another travel blogger, and we have some, a couple of readers. And, uh, you know, some of them will call and to verify certain things. So I want to take this trip, right? You know, and how much is the supplement? Oh, well, it's, you know, 150%. Well, then they're not going to get on the list, right? So, you know, whereas if what has been said is actually accurate, then, you know, they, they're in the running for an award. And then, yeah, so we, uh, it, and it's another way of, again, for our readers, because we do publish everyone that applied, even if they didn't win. It it's, becomes a list for our readers to see what companies are actually vying for their business, right? So it's it's yet another another way of serving our readers. Um, who won last year? Can you share? Uh, Vantage was the big winner. They okay. won in three categories. Oh, okay. So you have different categories yeah, for the we have six categories. Yeah. What are those categories? Uh, we have. Uh, tours and specialty tours and the reason for that is that there are very large tour companies and then there are tour companies that have one tour Right, they just do over and over again. So we have tours and specialty tours. We have river cruises and ocean cruises um, Then we have a solo only category because that popped up in the first year where companies that are just serving solo travelers so That's not a fair comparison to those that are serving everyone right so so this that and, uh, am I missing one I think I'm missing one anyways yeah so that oh and and resorts and that's a tough one because there are not a lot of resorts out there that serve solar travel as well that's true yeah, yeah. um what uh, how many applicants do you usually get for those oh somewhere between 40 and 50 okay 
Okay. Um, let's see here. What else do we have to talk about? Um, oh, so, so I want to talk a little bit about influence. And as you know, we're interviewing a hundred major influencers, people that have built a significant amount of influence and then either built, build business underneath that, uh, from that influence, build a business from that influence or people that have built a business and get influence from their business. Uh, and so, um, you have built this blog and you have a significant amount of influence from your blog. What are ways that I think you, you I'm sure you've mentioned a few of them, um, when catering to your readers, but what are, what are ways that you make sure that you're managing influence in a responsible way that's going to, uh, be good for your customers and your readers? Uh, so, um, so things, you know, are, are legitimate and ethical and, and your reputation stays good and, um, all these key points. Right. Right. Cause you can only lose a reputation once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, transparency is a big one. When you get something for free or reduced rate or whatever, right? that's, it's very, very important. Um, honesty, of course, people, people hear honesty in, in your writing books. And we, even though we, we have a tendency not to, if something comes, if something happens and it's clearly a one-off, we're not going to raise it. You know, problems happen, right? Um, so, so you know, most of what we write is, is actually very positive, right? And still people can hear honesty in a, in a, vo- in a positive voice, right? So I think, that, I think that transparency and that honesty is just, is, uh, is really important. And, and being very true to yourself. So Tracy and I travel differently. And, uh, and I think it's pretty clear <laughs> to the readers that we do because, you know, I'll go to, I go to hostels and, and I'm cool with that. And Tracy would not be caught dead in a hostel. <laughs> you know, she yeah. likes the luxury. And, you know, so um, our readers, like our dedicated readers, they know who we are. So you have um, being, being authentic with your personal brand, right? Yes behind behind the blog and i guess that's you know to some degree that's the meaning of that last email of the month <laughs> the hokey one right because yeah i've talked about my parents i've talked about you know all sorts of things yeah and they can see the more playful or the more intimate side of you yeah yeah but it is a responsibility it is yeah very much so yeah with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> yeah, right? <exactly. laughs> It's a Spider-Man quote, I think. Right. <laughs> um, excellent. So uh, I think that's all. That's all the questions I have. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners before we wrap things up about solo travel, building a blog, building a business, being an entrepreneur, influence, or anything? Well, okay. I mean, just a summary. So, uh, you know, customer first. Know who they are. Find out who they are surveys, polls, there's lots of ways of understanding and, and uh, who they are. And, and our Facebook page tells us who they are all the time, right? And what they will, what they like and what they don't like. So, you know, we get the, the message loud and clear. And to, to, therefore, to some degree, who they are determines your business model. They will tell you. They will tell you. So I think that's from a business perspective, I think that that's the most important thing. From solo travel perspective, you know, it's all on the blog. It's all given away free. <laughs> you know, if you want it in a condensed version, you can get the Wits and Wonder course and you can choose your price. <laughs> choose your price, 15 to $35. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, you know, some people want us. I did get an email saying, why, why would I pay more? Like, I don't know, but some people do. <laughs> you know, they just want to support us, which is great. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, uh, Solo Travel Society on Facebook, Solo Traveler on uh, Twitter, Solo Traveler 1 on Pinterest, and please follow me there because I'm working it, <laughs> and, um, and Solo Traveler on Instagram, and of course, we are solotravelerworld.com. Excellent. Perfect. Well, Janice, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for opening up and sharing about your business and blog and helping us learn and um, become better entrepreneurs ourselves. 
And uh, yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was fun. Listeners, thank you guys for tuning in once again, and we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our five, six, seven, and eight-figure private masterminds. These are all designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to help you scale rapidly and grow. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. And we'll see you all on the next episode.